0: Welcome to Press Pass with the editor on the Circus Voices Network, brought to you by Circus Talk News. This is Kim Campbell, the editor of Circus Talk News. If you're new to the show, this monthly news-based podcast will revolve around the circus and performing arts industry and provide you front-row access to what's happening around the performance world. In breaking news, the co-founders of Hideaway Circus, Josh and Lindsay Avner, have launched a brand new circus tour. It's called Stars Above. The circus will be open air, and it'll tour through the Northeast United States in August and September. And as you can imagine, it's a contemporary circus show. But the interesting thing about it is that its aim is to put a modern twist on the nostalgia for traditional circus tours. Due to COVID-19 placing restrictions on international travel, the cast is entirely composed of some of the most talented U.S.-based artists. Tune in a little later in the show to hear my interview with two of the artists in Stars Above. Cirque du Soleil has announced that their Montreal-based shows are returning in 2022. They've signed a 10-year contract with Old Port. This follows up with the excitement of their return of the Las Vegas shows in the past month. The month of July found the juggling community really busy with online festivals. The biggest U.S.-based juggling festival, the International Jugglers Association, is an all-volunteer-run foundation that dates back to 1947. They recently had their online show from July 12th to the 20th, and it included a welcome show, a cascade of stars, and a flow show, as well as a series of master classes. Just a week later, the European Juggling Convention kicked off their annual festival online. It was meant to be in Finland this year. So Finland still hosted a stripped-down version of the massive event through the medium of Discord. On the weekend of July 23rd, there were workshops, a bar space, a gala show, and a general assembly, including the election of the EJC 2023. And as of the date of this recording, the actual election of the next EJC in 2023 has not been decided yet but rumor has it that Ireland is among the top picks. In Circus Talk news, most recently on our Pro Talk series, Adrian Barry, artistic director of Jackson's Lane, gave some great advice on pitching your show to presenters and programmers. Along with Flora Herbrich, producer and project manager, they give tips for getting contracts, approaching venues, presenting concepts, and more. Check it out. Now for events. The Circus Historical Society in Connecticut is holding its 2021 convention this September. There will be tours of the Barnum Museum, excursions to circus sites, a short circus film, festival, and more. This August, Poland is hosting the 25th International Festival of Street Art called Busker Bus. This festival blends contemporary circus and busking. The festival is very diverse, dynamic, and interactive. Green Fools Theatre Society in Alberto, Canada is running a circus summer camp from August 23rd to the 27th, the program will expose campers to circus skills like juggling, rollabola unicycle, aerial skills, and more. There will be circus classes in the mornings and afternoons taught with ascending difficulty. Their goal is to challenge campers in a safe and supportive environment. Morning classes are taught in French, which is a real bonus if you're gonna work in the circus world. Now for the shows. Tatros and Zani has reopened in Chicago, and I had the good fortune to be there to see its relaunch. I previewed the show back in 2019, interviewing producer Stanley Figg right before they opened their doors to Chicago. They would long since established themselves in Seattle as a classic variety arts dinner show. This show is dexterously paced with tone shifts between nostalgia and awe and romance and mirth, and of course, plenty of circus. So what was exciting to me to see it unfold was that the cast never missed a beat, and neither did the white staff. In this show, there is an accompaniment of a live band and there are two beautiful singers cleopatra played by storm marrero and her sidekick Cunio. then there's coco played by michael Bazaget from france he plays a clownish potential mc who's kind of competing a little bit with the caesar character and the mark anthony character to have center stage but he often gets pushed off the stage over and over again until his moment comes to shine when he gets a magic routine and a dance routine, which is sort of flamenco-inspired, which turns into a beautiful hand-to-hand act. There's a kind of farcical rhythm to the show that comes with wave after wave of really exciting circus, which really has a lot of impact because the action is very close to the tables. The tent itself is a Spiegel tent, which means mirror tent in German, and if you look around, it's made out of wood, and there's mirrors everywhere and reflective surfaces. The tent is called Zazu, and the interesting thing about a circular tent or a circus tent as you know is that there is really no fourth wall it gets broken down and especially even more so in this environment where uh, there's a lot of audience volunteering a lot of interaction with the audience it just doesn't feel like there's any boundary between you and the performers there's moments like cassie cutler part of duo 19 in one scene she's walking on bottles on somebody's table there's a lot of moments like that the finale act by duo 19 from the usa oliver parkinson and cassie cutler is a wonderful act as you're eating your dessert where this couple is on trapeze it's very romantic and fast-paced but it's also groundbreaking because they are doing a basically russian cradle on trapeze and it's very fast-paced and it just is very gasp inducing it's so amazing to watch in this intimate space generally i would just say it is a wonderful show drama music circus and shtick can't beat it i hope you get to come to chicago and see it Now for some industry insights. The key concept for the summer of 2021 is local talent. If you think about it, it's a much safer bet right now for any circus company or festival that's booting back up to hire people in their own country, simply because thanks to the pandemic, not all borders are open and work visas are hard to come by. But the interesting thing about this is that it truly is a phenomenon, perhaps more so in Australia, US and Canada, where the borders are more solid than the EU. And this phenomenon is changing the shape of the industry as well as expectations, and hopefully helping artists as well as the environment. But it's not without its hiccups. In the past, casting directors had an international pool to choose from that was only limited by their budget. This new restriction may irritate circus organizers, even while it might have a better impact on their budgets. But if you zoom out your lens to the whole of the circus arts and performing arts world, it's also exacting subtle changes, especially in the landscape of circus. Some interesting examples of this are the aforementioned New Hideaway Show, built solely on American talent like emerging artist Delaney Bayliss, Juggler, and Alexandra Fight on Wheel, both Circadium graduates, and established young performers like Will McGowan on Diablo, Book Kennison, singing and ringmastering, as well as seasoned headliners such as Adam Kugler, Clown, and Summer Lacey on Aerial Chains. Tune in a bit later in the show when I check in with some cast members from stars above who are experiencing these adaptations. This phenomenon is also taking place amongst festivals, like the Montreal Complete Mont Cirque Festival, which happened in July, and the upcoming Saint John's International Circus Fest, also in Canada. And it also happened with Ferco Festival in Madrid, which adapted their show from My Bureau American Reach to local Spanish circus competitors for the year. These shifts in casting structure may cause some planning nightmares for casting professionals looking to continue the status quo, but on the flip side, they offer unique opportunities to circus artists in the country of their origin to focus on building their local networks stronger and to advocate for the circus arts and funding in their own backyards. Now for jobs. Wild Project is looking for artists' submissions for its Wild Culture Performance Program. They will produce 15 to 20 works and present them to audiences. And the deadline is October 31st. Circus Fantasia is seeking female artists for their show in the UK. They're specifically seeking ground acts but will consider other acts. The application deadline is September 30th. La is offering a group residency program for circus performers in Montreal. Participants can use their space for exchanging expertise and developing ideas. Applications are due August 8th and the date of the residency would begin September 1st. Did you know Circus Talk is the source for international circus and street art jobs? It's free to list your circus performing and admin jobs, your open calls, auditions, and residencies on Circus Talk. So create your account today and start listing all the new performing arts openings, and you will reach the right pool of talent. Now for our education segment with Associate Editor Lydia Nord.
1: Welcome back to this month's Education Spotlight. This month with Press Pass, it's all about circus summer camps. Summer camps are a great way for circus students to maintain their circus skills, try out new acts, and make connections in the industry. We had the opportunity to contact Circus Smircus and get an inside look at their camp this summer. I asked, how does Circus Summer Camp further circus education as a whole? To which they responded, Circus Smircus is an excellent choice for kids to come and learn circus as a beginner or expand their circus experience if they already have circus skills. At Smircus, we train under big top tents, giving kids a unique circus experience in showing them traditional circus education, which they might not otherwise get at their local circus schools. We also spend time teaching kids how to perform, how to take their skills, work with others, and really uplift everyone through the power of performance. This is truly an immersion program in circus that furthers circus education at any level, no matter where they are in their circus journey. This honestly sounds like so much fun, and it seems like students who enroll in circus summer camps really get a chance to work on their soft skills like teamwork and confidence, not just specific tricks. Obviously, this summer, there still is the pandemic to think about, so I was also interested to know what kind of COVID-19 precautions Circus Smircus is taking. Their protocol right now includes having campers and staff quarantine and test negative prior to camp, physical distancing, and using masks. So far, they have had no COVID-19 cases this summer, which is great news. Thanks everyone for tuning in. This has been another Press Pass Education Spotlight. See you next month.
0: And now for our guest interview. Ottavio and Naomi Jesmundo were such gracious guests, and we delved into some interesting topics, including how Naomi's background in dance and martial arts informs her duo act and how Ottavio's classic circus background led him to where he is today. Listen in. Our guests today are Naomi and Otavio Gheswondo, a husband and wife duo who will be performing their iconic crossbow act this summer on tour in the U.S. with a new show, Stars Above, an all-American open-air circus produced by Hideaway Circus. The show will be on tour up and down the East Coast from August 13th to September 18th. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> Thank you for being here. So I want to start, Otavio with a question for you because I I read that you come from about six generations of circus family. um, And yet you and Naomi have really broken through like the wider entertainment world into the wider entertainment world and have appeared on so many talk shows and competitions and tours. Is there a secret to breaking through to that market that you can share?
2: Um, Well, I think, I mean, we've always been kind of students of um, all kinds of different aspects of entertainment. Uh, You know, coming from the circus family, I branched out into theater, Uh, Pretty early on in my career, I guess when I was 19, I started, I studied dance uh, pretty extensively and then singing and then kind of, you know, went into that realm for a long time. I even was a, a stagehand. So I, you know, I've studied all different facets of entertainment from, you know, putting up the show, the rigging, the lighting to performing, and then eventually went into choreographing and, and directing. But, uh, you know, that's that was something that I think is is just to be a student and to observe everything around you and to really soak it up. And that kind of gives you a broader range as well to perform in, whether it's a circus or a theater setting, different things like that. And I know uh, Naomi, you know, she came from a theater background as well, and that's what we met doing musical, doing uh, the musical Aida, in fact, in Amsterdam
3: almost 20 years ago almost 20 oh, years oh ago it's been that yeah. long. 20 years yeah, That's cool. yeah. I was going to
0: yeah. ask if you met through dance because I know uh Naomi you also have some dance background
3: yes so we did meet through through dance through musical like we said before um uh what is it Aida Aida, Aida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah it was kind of a
0: love and love at first sight I guess. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i mean did he say at first sight like i love you and i would like to throw things at your head and are you okay with that or did that no did want- it wasn't it wasn't quite that it was kind of like you know
3: i guess we saw each other and we just connected on so many levels mm-hmm. uh, uh uh right away so and then um yeah. it's uh, No, it wasn't right away throwing stuff at me. <laughs> no, not at all. That came much later actually. And then just we decided that it was just super cool to combine all our skills because I also come from a martial arts background and, uh, a long line uh, of career in and dance and, and whatnot, what have you. So, yeah. yeah, it was
0: just cool to combine everything together and make it. Uh, that's you know, that's actually specific. my next question to you, Naomi, was that like your background, you have background in dance and in yoga and in martial arts training. And I was going to ask which of those uh, three backgrounds you feel most serves you in your duo work with Otavio. It almost sounds like you say all of them do, and I bet you they do, but is there one that you feel stands out?
3: I, I guess, I mean, I uh, it kind of helped me along. Yeah, all three of them helped me along to to be able to do what we do, I guess. And, uh, you know, that's been a, a super learning process. It's been doing it from uh, I started uh, the martial arts program. Uh, when I was three or four. So that was kind of like the first thing. And then it was ballet and then, you know, just extended from, from there on out. And then the yoga came much later. We kind of discovered that together. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been all really, really, uh, super helpful. Yeah.
2: And I think like to, to help answer this question a little bit, you know, Once a dancer, always a dancer kind of a thing, you know, and it's (laughs) just, it's just a part of us, you know, so when, when we approach our numbers that we put together and we have so many different themes and, you know, different music and choreography and all of that, we always approach it, you know, with the music and how is this going to look aesthetically in terms of the movement in between the shots. So that's something that we kind of always have within us, Um, whether, you know, whether it's a stunt movement or or a dance movement is always kind of we always kind of look at it aesthetically, like how is that going to be and with the music. So that's something that we're always try to tie ourselves to. And that makes it more challenging, you know, whether we're cocking the bow or loading it or actually taking a shot on the beat of the music. It, um, wow. you know, it provides its own challenges, but uh, it, it makes it for more interesting for us. And I think also for the audience, it's not just something very dramatic music and they come out and we're going to do a crossbow act. No, there's kind of a little bit of a story to it. Exactly. And that's also the thing. And we
3: like to challenge ourselves as well so it's not yeah. just it's like oh okay sounds... now we're done and you know this is what we're going to do yeah just this it sounds particular. so challenging yeah.
0: because like really what you're doing is you're tying it all together it's not just about the trick it's not about the act it's like about the transitions and the com- combination of the movement with the trick and that's beautiful exactly
2: yeah thank yeah. you thank yeah you. and i mean mm-hmm. we kind of been working towards steps towards this act you know when we finished aida the musical then we jumped into uh stunt directing and, and choreographing a, a tour called spider-man live that was that we played uh, radio city musical on it was it was a u.s tour we played these you know huge theaters the wang theater in boston and it was it was really great and so so we were kind of, you know, even before we knew that we would be picking up the crossbow from, you know, picking it up from my sister and brother-in-law who had a crossbow act and asked us to, if we'd be interested to kind of take it over. We were already making steps towards that, you know, not leaving the theater per se, but already incorporating uh, stunts and diving into that whole world. And so then when my sister said, you know, would you be interested to pick up the crossbow, Naomi was all about it and thought well, well
3: exactly for that reason because i thought it would be cool just to combine all our other skills together within mm-hmm. uh the crossbow act yeah so, just and to make it our own so give it a spin just absolutely give, give a spin that's
0: such it. an interesting like uh, artifact of traditional circus is that you kind of like pass the act on that it's not like you know that nobody else would use that act except for maybe like a family member that you would give permission to that's such an interesting idea right yeah
2: it's been it's been fun and now uh, recently um we've started to add singing to what we do uh, we created a music video last year and uh we had a lot of fun with that because uh, that was something that we miss doing in musicals and now which we're really excited about is that we get to reimagine and recreate this music video for a live performance with the stars above show with uh jacob abner uh Performing vocals live and playing guitar as well, and so we might contribute some backup uh, vocals, but not a lot probably because yeah. we're going to be busy doing the, the crossbow and all that. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, it's been fun. And and to speak a little bit about my family, you know, that's this is something that my grandfather and my grandmother. Used to infuse theatrical elements into their circus performances in the 20s and the 30s because my grandmother wow. was an opera singer. So she ran away from home to live with my grandfather and travel with him on the circus. So they would, and she was a ballerina as well as an opera singer. So they would infuse those theatrical elements into the circus productions. And here we are, you know, 100 some years later, infusing these same elements together. So it's been it's been really fun. And, you know, it's something that my grandfather talks about in his book and his memoirs as well. So it's it's been really fun kind of like revisiting
0: this. Octavio, I want to read that book. I'm going to have to, like, get that book and read it. Um, (laughs) Can you tell us the title? It's called?
2: It's called The Grand Gypsy.
0: The Grand Gypsy. Thank you. Yes. Um, You helped write it, right? Along with your...
2: Yes, I co-authored it um, because my grandfather had his memoirs that he had written in the 70s. And it was a massive book, uh, had all these... Photographs and newspaper articles taped to, to, to various pages. So I basically took the project under my wing and edited his text and put it in a chronological order and then filled in the gaps. So I'm mostly it comes from his voice, from his perspective, because he, he saw some remarkable things. I mean, he witnessed the excavation of the Sphinx in 1926 when only the head was sticking out of the sand. He that. toured India in the 30s and saw Mahatma Gandhi deliver a speech when he was on a break from the circus. So there's, there's a lot of world history as well as circus history and these remarkable adventures in and around the circus. So it kind of gives you a, a, a big perspective and, and and the traveling that he did back then was, you know, steamship or steam train. So it would take weeks to get to a destination. Whereas, you know, here we are, seventeen hours later, we're on a flight and we're going to be in China. But you know, those were some really grand adventures for him. So it's it's oh been gosh. fun. It was it's a fun project to bring back to life. And now there's an audiobook for it. That's what oh. we did last year. So I created a, there's an ebook, there's a paperback, and now an audiobook version oh, of the Grand Gypsy.
0: So uh, that's really good to know. Um, just to transition to the hideaway show, I know you're about to start creation for it soon. I just want to ask you as a, as a duo, will working in this open air setting. Will it feel like a stopgap measure to you? Or is this like right in your comfort zone as performers and part of your history?
2: Well, I think it's in our comfort zone. I mean, we've done a number of outdoor dates in the past. Uh, you know, we've done fair dates and and other shows. We even did a rooftop in New York City once, which was oh, yeah. which was challenging. There were some yeah. gusts of wind that we had but to but deal with.
3: Cool, so, but it was super cool. So. But it was
2: super cool. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's definitely in our wheelhouse. Uh, one thing that we like to pride ourselves on is that. Uh, we're not confined to just having to perform this act in a large setting or within a theater space. We've done it from even from one podium to another podium, shooting over the audience's head to get to the to the target. So really? that's been a lot of fun. So this is wow. definitely within within our uh, our frame of normal performances.
3: Yeah, super excited to start the. The new project, the show. Yeah,
2: and there's going to be original project. music, so we're going we're to get to sing heard, a little heard bit heard as well in some other aspects.
0: And yeah. is writing the music along with who else? Book Kennison. Um, Book
2: Kennison, yes. Um, uh, Peter, uh, last name escapes me at the moment. Yes.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
2: And Jacob Abner. And yes, so going to um, be great. Yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. there's a story to it. So, um, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be something unique and a lot of fun that the family can enjoy, and affordable, too. Mm-hmm. And that's that was a big thing that I know that they wanted to do. They wanted to make the show affordable and accessible to yeah. so many people, and hence it being outdoors, because we have no idea what things may change right. in the future. So I think it was a wise decision, and it fits perfectly with the name of the show. You know, the stars above, because that's what's going to be happening. Right. <laughs> it's going to be
0: outdoors. So. <laughs> Will you have to modify your act uh, to be uh, more family friendly, or for the outdoors, or anything like that, or is it, or do you just have several acts that you can bring into play depending on the situation?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it depends. You know, sometimes. Some performances call for a little bit more sexy, but, uh, for this, we're, we're not necessarily being as sexy. Sometimes it's more difficult for, <laughs> for my wife not to be as sexy. <laughs> uh, oh, no, so I'm just sweet. kidding. So sweet.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Cause it's, it's a lot easier
2: to make things less sexy than it is to go the other way. <laughs> so, but yeah, we, we definitely have uh, family friendly performances that we're drawing from. And, um, uh, that we will be able to do outdoors.
0: That's great. So this is a little bit of a deep question. um, And I think it'll be interesting to you, Ottavio, the description of the show in um, the hideaway social media explains how it will be a blend of contemporary and classic circus. And since you come from a classic circus background, do you think that the blend of circus influences in this show is important in America?
2: Absolutely. I think so, because I feel like in America and the U S it's, circus is not as revered as it is in other parts of the world mm-hmm. in Europe. It's much more revered and you see people dressing up to go to see a show in a circus mm-hmm. where there's variety. And I, I put variety uh, within that context also of circus, because there's a lot of circus performers in the variety shows. And in Germany, there's all these towns, they all have these dinner theaters and all even like tiny little places out of the way they have their own variety shows. And, I feel like that's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit here in the U S and I think it's nice to have these two segments intersecting to elevate circus as well, because that has been lost, I think. Um, and I think it's going to be something really interesting and and different.
0: Yeah. Do you agree, Naomi? I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, also because it's now, now it's going to be outdoors. It's going really back to, um, to street performance exactly so yeah. um yeah yeah and i think i think how to have it set up it's 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 it's, it's going to be really really cool and interesting and fun most of all i guess
2: absolutely yeah mm-hmm. kind of once yeah. again it kind of goes back to the book and something that uh they had told us it's uh if it, the show is not based on the book whatsoever but there was some inspiration from my grandfather's memoir for the show and spe- specifically how they talked about they used to perform outdoors before the yep. circus tent was invented. That's what mm-hmm. my family did in town squares. They would open, you know, just create a show out in the town square. So, and then eventually it's tents come and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how it kind of brings it back full circle That's by combining traditional and contemporary circus for this new experience.
0: That's a great idea i can't wait to hear more about it um one last question and then we're going to say goodbye and the question just is a very simple one what are you looking forward to most about touring again and specifically with hideaway this summer uh performing yeah this is a the
3: i'm looking forward to the creation of it so we're gonna have a good three four weeks to um to set the show and create and all that stuff. And then just performing
2: would be great. And touring. And touring, yeah. Going to new places that we haven't been to. You know, we haven't performed in Vermont yet. We haven't performed in New Hampshire yet. Um, So those are two new states that we get to tuck under our belt, which we're really looking forward to seeing those regions. They're supposed to be beautiful, especially during the fall.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're so beautiful. You're going to love it. And it's just going to be such a great time to bond with all the other cast members, too. I bet you you missed that as well. absolutely absolutely absolutely. yeah well thank you so much for talking with me today and i wish you a wonderful tour i hope you'll check back in with us and let us know how it's going definitely will thank Thank you so much kim that's all for today's press pass with the editor your front row access to what's happening in the performance world and a monthly circus news podcast brought to you by circus voices and circus talk it's all the circus news in your ear hey if you enjoyed this podcast Please be sure to subscribe and consider taking a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can reach more people interested in circus and the performing arts. And also check out our other podcast series, such as Audio Explorations with the Editor. We'd love to hear from you directly. Send your podcast-worthy news to news at